lot of stuff going on. It seems like it always happens. The end of the year, there's all kinds of things happening. But it's good stuff. Amen? Good stuff. 2 Timothy <clears throat> chapter 1. Let's stand if you will, if you're able. <clears throat> Start at verse 8. 2 Timothy 1, 8. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. Last week, last week, well, the, as we studied these preceding verses, we had the Apostle Paul writing this to his beloved son that he loves as a son. And, um, and, and the Apostle Paul is in jail. He realizes his time on earth is coming to a close. He knows that. And uh, he's very concerned about the gospel and the spreading, the continue the going when he's gone. He's concerned about Timothy, what he's going to do, these type of things. And he's encouraging and he's wanting him to know you can't sit back, you know. And whether Timothy was lax or timid or whatever, not sure, but he's encouraging you got to get up and get in the ball game because it's, it's going to get tough. It's tough now. And you know where I am. I'm in jail and, and it's all centered around this gospel and you're going to have to go with it. And that, you know, that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power and love and a sound mind. And so he's that, with that in mind, he comes in, so he says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, as, of, uh, of, of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. And for this reason, I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that or to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Just pray right now. Again, Holy Spirit, that you will move and just be honored in this place. Grace us with your presence. Thank you for your word. And may I speak the truth. And may you be honored and glorified and lifted up in this place. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. As I studied this scripture, and it, it really just kept stirring my heart and gripping me as I looked at, looked at it and read through it, uh, and uh, and I saw that it's it's really it's really focusing it's focusing on the gospel. That's what the focus of it is on the gospel. I believe that, and uh, the gospel, which is the the gospel, is the good news. Amen. The good news. Of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done—that's what—that's what it's about. Now, um, I don't really—I I, really—I've always been baffled why the gospel causes people such grief. I never—I've never really—I've never really understood that. I, why people don't like to hear you talk about the gospel? They don't like to hear you talk about Jesus or our sin or our need for a Savior. And this is what the, the gospel, that's what the gospel is about. You need it. I mean, 
That's the greatest need in our life. I don't care who you are. Your greatest need is that you need a Savior to save you from your sin because you are a sinner. You are already under condemnation. Okay? And, 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 and you need to know that. And the gospel, is, the, the gospel is the antidote for that and what the cure for that. And so you would think, you know, you would, you would think, but when you put that out, well, man, everybody's going to like that. Everybody's going to jump right on it. That's not the case. Is that, am I right? That's not the case. But, so it, but it, it, the gospel, see, the gospel is God's plan. That's not man's plan. I think it was C.S. Lewis said, one of the reasons I believe it's the, that it's of God is that the, there's not any man anywhere would have ever come up with this plan. He would not. He wouldn't, he, this, ain't the way, this ain't the way a man would have said that we're going we're to save the world. You know, that song, it, it's such a, that's such a strange way to save the world. Y'all agree? But it's the gospel. It's the gospel truth. And the truth will set you free. And it's the truth that we need to stand on. And then we, we need to preach and, and live it and tell it. and It's the gospel. So it, this is focused on the gospel. And, and Paul, <clears throat> through this, he is concerned about the gospel. He knows where he is. He knows what he's been through. He knows where this is headed. But he's still concerned about Timothy and he's concerned about the gospel. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of people probably have experienced what Paul is right now. Older people maybe that have gone on to be with the Lord that they were concerned about how's this thing going to keep going when, when I'm gone or we're gone, whatever. Where's this thing at? Well, it's all, in, it's all in God's hands. And if you're a part of it, his plan, then you're a part of it. And that's something to, to be thankful for. So this is about the gospel. And I, and I just kind of, I broke it down into two, two sections. One being the suffering, the suffering of the gospel. And one being uh, the glory the glory of the gospel, and I'm going to look at that and keep things around in here and hope that it will, it will just bless your heart and maybe touch your heart if you don't know the Lord. But let's just begin and go back here in verse 8, and we'll start and look. <clears throat> so after, after he's kind of encouraged Steve, uh, Timothy and, 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 and told him, look, you know, get up. You don't, we, God didn't give us the spirit of fear but power and love and sound mind. So you just need to get up, therefore. And, and then he says, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Okay, Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. So the testimony of our Lord, this is exactly what. Well, the, as far as I'm concerned, the, the, the testimony of the Lord is the gospel. That is the testimony of Jesus Christ, who he was. God in the flesh. He came, lived in the flesh. He was crucified, died, rose again. I mean, that's, that's the testimony of the Lord. He's gone back to being at the right hand of God the Father. That's the gospel. That's the testimony. of, And, and, and it, that sounds so, is it, can that be, is, is it really true? Is that really real? A lot of people would think, well, you know, that seems like a fairy tale. And it's foolishness. And sometimes we can find our own self kind of being a little bit ashamed to say, yeah, I do believe that. You ever been there? See, I have been in places where people think you look at you like well, you're you're crazy. <laughs> do you believe? Are you? Do you really believe that? And you kind of want to say, well, yeah, yeah, I do. Do you, do you know what? Do you, do you know the feeling that I'm talking about? That just that little bit of that's that's the gospel. It, it'll do that, but it's the truth. 
And Paul's saying, and Paul's saying, don't be ashamed, don't be ashamed of the testimony, the testimony of the Lord. And, 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 and that is the gospel. Here's it, Christ crucified and redemption through his blood. He tells him, you know, don't be ashamed of the gospel. And then he says, nor of me, his prisoner. Man, I tell you, sometimes, what was the, the, the saying about a friend in need is a friend indeed? I think that I think that meaning is is that that when you're in need, when you're in need, and you got that friend that stands with you when you're in need, that's a real friend. See, and I think that's the reason Paul's he's talking to Timothy right now. Paul knows he's got a real friend in Timothy. He believes that. He believes what was in Timothy and how Timothy was raised. He knows a lot all about Timothy, and in 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 he's saying you know. He knows that it can be, I mean, Paul's in jail. How, how many of y'all go around and, and, and brag and say, man, I, I tell you what, my son's in jail. I'm so thrilled, you know. I mean, it's a, a great accomplishment. He's in jail. Or you don't, you don't, you, you kind of don't, you don't even want him not to know you, you can't, you know him. You don't, you know, that, 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 there's that stigma there. That he's in jail. Well, he's done something wrong. And I, you know, I mean, he, Paul could feel like Timothy's just trying to, he's trying to distance himself from Paul, you know. But you can't do that. Paul, because Paul knows where he is and he knows why he's there. Paul's never wavered. He, it's the gospel. This is, this is centered around the gospel. And our, and our whole life, this church and our whole lives should be centered around the gospel. That's what, that we have salvation because of the gospel. And, and, and we are told we need to live this gospel and let people see it. And when they ask us why, what, about the hope that we have that we can share, well, here it is. It's the gospel. Let me share that with you. Let me tell you, there's a, there's a Jesus Christ that died for you. He's the son of God. He's God in the flesh. And his blood will cleanse you from your sin. He will change your life and give you eternal life. I'm telling you, that is the truth. That's the gospel. You need to know this man. You need to know this man. And that's the gospel. And he says, you don't need to be ashamed of that. But I, I, got, I got to move. I got, I got to move on. <clears throat> but not only as I, as I look at this, this about the, the suffering, which we will see it and get to it, but also notice though, though, though he said, you know, don't be ashamed of the gospel, Timothy, and don't be ashamed of me, the prisoner, and, you know, but he, but he said, but he goes on to say, uh, but share with me in the suffering of the gospel according to the power of God. Now before I, before I slip into the suffering, let's look at that there, according to the, the power of God. Now what... You know, share with me, be partaker with me in this suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. And I and I got to looking. That's this connection between the gospel and the power of God. How many how many of y'all would like to know that the power of God rests upon you? Well, I'm here to tell you, I don't believe there's any greater power resting on you than whenever you are spreading that gospel. That's the power of God. The gospel is the power. If you, if, if, if you, you want power, hey, I want, I want, you want the power to have your, your son saved that's out there in the world and crazy as a run over dog? You want him saved? 
Well, you ain't got the power to save him. You can't save him. But the power of the gospel is the power of God. That can change his life, his life, your life, anybody's life. That is the power of God. The power is in the gospel. If you want to show some power, if you want to, I guarantee you, you will move more things by spreading the gospel and sharing the gospel and living the gospel than any other way for the cause of Christ because that's God's power. That is the power. The power of God. Let's look at that real quick. I got some, hey, listen, I don't expect you to go there. I got a bunch of Christians. I'm going to be reading them off. You can try to go there if you want to. The printer's down. Them, them guys do a great job up there, but Andy's sitting up there right now just twiddling his thumbs and grinning. <laughs> First Corinthians. First Corinthians 1, 17 and 18. It says, for Christ, and this is Paul talking, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Paul said, that's my life. This is to preach the gospel. You say, well, I ain't no preacher, Eddie. I don't care what you are. If you're born again a child of God, he saved you to do something. And a good place to start is to know the gospel real well and be able to share it real good. Because that's the power of God. Y'all agree with me? He didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Because the gospel, the gospel centers around the cross. The cross of Christ, that's where the gospel centers around that. That awful sight, crucifixion. That is the power. The power is there. That's the, that's the life-changing thing is that, the, that God himself was placed on a cross and gave his life for mankind. That is the power. It's the cross. So the cross, he said, I don't want to take nothing from the cross. It's about the cross. If you're going to talk about the gospel, you're going to talk about the cross. For the preaching of the cross, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. You, do you agree that these people think you're, you're foolish to preach and tell a story like that? And you want grown, uh, sensible adults to believe such as that? Yep. Y'all still with me? Ah, just grunt every now and then. <laughs> you know, to, for the preaching of the cross to, the, to them that perish is foolish, but unto us which are saved, it is the what? Power of God. That's God's power. You want, you want, you want to experience God's power? Get, get wrapped up in the gospel. That is the power of the cross, and don't be ashamed of it. And things will happen. If there was one fellow that I met, knew in my life, that the gospel changed, and then he wasn't ashamed of it. His name was Edward McDonald at Stanley's day. Meanest man that I ever been around before he got saved. But after he got saved, just as loud as he was cussing, he was just that loud at praising. Do y'all know what I mean? He didn't care where it was. He did not care. Now, you would be a little ashamed. Like I said, you'd kind of ease on down. Oh, there's Edward. 
They ever weren't ashamed of it. That's what they had, the truth. And the power of God was around him and touched the lives of those he was around. Edward was nothing. Edward, he, he didn't have no great education. Worked at the nursery. He did learn how to cuss good. But all of it was gone. But I knew him as a teenager growing up working that nursery. I just knew he was rough. Right, Edward. I mean, just, just, just that, that's that. You know, I mean, that's just what he was. He was just, he was all about getting around, seeing people, and just spreading that gospel. But I can tell you one thing about it. I didn't see him for many years. And one day, me and Daddy was around in the woods somewhere, riding around, and we pulled up, and it was Edward in a pickup truck. Hadn't seen him in many years. When I saw him, I knew he was different. He didn't even open his mouth. When I saw him, I knew he was different. But when he started, when he did open his mouth, I knew without a doubt he was different. Y'all, do you know that is the power of the gospel? That's the, that is our power. You want to experience the power of God? It's the gospel. That's what changes. That's, that changes the life of the most hearted addict that has ever been. It's the power of God, the gospel that grips us. Let me hear, I got, I'm, man, <clears throat> First Corinthians, this is this good. First Corinthians 1, 23 and 24. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, and he said over here that we were been saved and called, both Jews and Greeks, it's Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. That's the power of God, the gospel. That's around. And, then, and then this, I, 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 got, I got to share this. It's the power. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellent speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. There it is again, the same what we said. Testimony of God. It's the, that's what it is. It's the gospel. That's the testimony of God. That's, what, that's all I'm telling you. It's about the cross. And I'm not taking anything away from that. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's how Paul said, I don't care. I'm a smart man. I, I'm well learned. I could really, I could blow you away with my knowledge. But what I, that would do you no good. But what I have got is Jesus Christ. Now let me tell you about him. I don't care how foolish you think it is. It's life changing. And that's what he would do. And I ain't, and I'm not, I'm not, I, if I'm here to try to show off who I am, then we all need to go home anyhow. Because ain't none of us getting anything out of that. And Paul knew that. It's, it's, it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it was in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but what? In the power of God. Your faith is in the power of God. What is the power of God? The gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where your faith is. That's all you got. That's all we got. If you take the cross away, we don't have anything. We are lost, condemned humanity. That's the difference. And God himself, in his wisdom, chose something like the foolishness uh, that, that this world sees the preaching of the gospel. That will change. That is the power of an almighty God.
Tell you what, it done me some good today reading this stuff. Sure did. But I ain't done yet with that. Ephesians 1, 18 through 21. Paul's praying for these Ephesian uh, Christians there. In his prayer for them, in verse 18, it says that their eyes, the eyes of their own, your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Now we will be looking at a little bit more. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? His power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. His mighty power in how? In what? In which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. That is the gospel. That is the demonstration of the power of, of God far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come. That's the power of God. It was demonstrated in the gospel when he, when he raised Christ from the dead. That's the gospel. The power's still there. Don't go look for it anywhere else. It's there in what God did in the gospel with his son, Jesus Christ. That's the power to change. There's, that's the only place. That's the only, you, you will find it in him. And in, 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 in all of just like Celebrate Recovery and the different programs that we have and things that just John Denise and different ones that work and, and, and help people. All we're doing, main thing we're trying to do is trying to help them get to Jesus, letting them get a hold of Jesus. That's where the power is that will change them. I can't. I can counsel with them seven days a week, 365 days a year, and it, 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 it may not do anything. Only way is if I can get them to the gospel, to him. That he, he, that's where the power for them to change lies. It lies there. Wow. <clears throat> the power. But then the sufferings, the sufferings for the gospel. And he said, don't be ashamed of, of the gospel or, or me, the prisoner, but share with me. Just come on, Timothy, you're going, to have, you're going to have to get in this just like I am. Share with me in the suffering. For the gospel according to the power of God. So the two things that I look at there when I look at this here, he is, he, as he's saying, the, the, the suffering of the gospel is there. It's real, and I'm just telling you that it is, and I'm not saying that you're going to be able to, to, to be in here without experiencing some of the suffering that goes along with the, the gospel, the good news. Hey, how many people right here in our country today have suffered by standing up for the gospel? They lost their job. I'm talking CEOs. They lost their job. Just keep your mouth shut. But Jesus didn't tell you to do that. He said, tell it. It's the power of God. Now you might suffer because of it. It's all right. All this is going to come to an end anyway. And we're going to look at that day. But he mentions here in just a minute, I got to keep moving. Golly, I just don't move fast enough. I just got to move fast enough. Y'all say, amen, amen, you don't move fast enough. <clears throat> but the suffering, share with me in the suffering, and then look at, if you will, look at verse uh, 12. Or actually, the last little part of verse 10, if you will, it talked about Jesus bringing uh, to light, in, in, uh, life and immortality to light. How? Through the gospel. Now you see that? It's through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. He's saying, of the gospel. 
See now, here's the gospel, and I'm, I'm, I, the, he placed me in here to, to preach it and to teach it and, and to be the messenger. And, and, and then he goes on to say, for this reason. For what reason? The gospel. Because here's the gospel, and I've been placed in here to preach the gospel, and it's for that reason what? I also what? I suffer these things. Hey, do you, hey, do you understand that we got a man here that knows he's fixing to get killed? And he knows why? And he knows he's in prison? And he's sitting there, and he knows why? I am here today because of the gospel. He knows that. Hey, I mean, do you think it may have come around? You know, if I had just not a, if I'd have just not done this, if I'd have just, if I'd have just loved the Lord on my own and just had my own gospel and had quiet time with Him and nobody around and just have a good time with the Lord, I wouldn't be in this mess. I wouldn't be here. He Paul said, "I am here. The reason I am here is because of the gospel." Because I stood up for it. Y'all believe? Grunt every now and then. That is, Paul knows that. I, this, I know why I'm here. And, 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 and Stephen, I'll be gone soon, but you're going to travel this same road. You're going, hey, you're going to do one of the two. Either you're going to stand up for the gospel or you're going to shut up. Now, if you want to try to cover yourself, shut up. But if you, want to, if you want to experience the power of God, speak up. Stand up for the gospel. Y'all with me? Good. Mm -mm. So the sharing, I mean the suffering. Share with me in the suffering. And, the, and, I, and Paul said, I, I know why I'm here. It's the gospel. But he said, do not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of me. And I alluded to that a little bit here about the shame. But the gospel, the, listen, think about this just a minute. The gospel that they're sharing in that day, the gospel centers around the cross and crucifixion. And I, like I mentioned a while ago, there were probably not any families around there walking around and wanting everybody to know, I, I, you know, I had a family member that was crucified. That wasn't nothing to brag about. As far as people are concerned, only people get crucified, crooks and murderers and people, insurrectionists, trying to overthrow the government, whatever, just bad people, bad wrongdoers. I mean, that's what, that's what, uh, that's what happens to them. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody proud of that. And here we are, you're talking about, you're telling me about a man and you're saved, and he, and he was crucified? He was crucified on the cross? I mean, what did he? What, I mean, if nothing else, they're gonna say, "Well, what, what did he do?" You say, "Well, he didn't do nothing." Well, yeah, everybody, they all said that. Okay, like he didn't do nothing. Well, he got crucified. He must have been. He must have done something. Does that make sense? I mean, you, you don't go around bragging about, "Well, yeah, man, he was crucified." It's not something. I mean, you could find that shame in the cross. See, things have changed a little bit since that day. We look, the cross has been made to be something to wear and to show off and that sort of thing. But at, at that time, that wasn't nothing to brag about. It's over time that it has been shown the, through the glory of God, the power of God and the gospel, what a great and wonderful thing that was. But at that particular time, it wasn't nothing to brag about. The shame of the cross. Christ crucified along, right alongside of criminals, thieves, 
<clears throat> but he said, uh, don't be ashamed of that. Don't be ashamed of that. Just let me quickly read you some scripture real quick about that. And y'all know this one well, Romans 1.16. This is Paul. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Here to here, black and white. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God. If, anybody, if, if anybody's going to be saved, I don't, if you've got a loved one and you want him saved, what's going to save him? The gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. That's it. That's, it, that's what will save you. The power of God. The gospel. The gospel. I'm not ashamed of it. I know it, it seems stupid. It seems foolish. People don't believe. I mean, it's, nothing, it's, it's a horrible sight. It's a horrible thing. It's nothing really bright. But I'm telling you, that man that hung on that cross was innocent. And he paid a sin debt that we couldn't pay. And he paid for us. Wow, Jesus is something. He's amazing. So he said, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And right here in this very scripture in, in number 12, in verse 12 down here, it says, for this reason I suffer also these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed because I know. I know who I'm, I know him. I know him well, and we'll look at that a little bit, a little bit more. Let me share. Let me share these, these, this other with you here. Second Timothy one sixteen. If you're in, right, on, right over here, he's talking about a guy named Onesiphorus. It says, "The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain." He was not ashamed. I was a prisoner. This man named Onesiphorus. He said he come to Rome and he looked me up. He looked me up. He searched for me. He searched diligently for me, and he found me. He wasn't ashamed. He knew where I was. He knew it, it didn't matter to him. That right there, that's, that, don't, let it, don't let it deter you at, at all. And then just, a, just, a, just to give you some words from Jesus Christ on, in Mark 8, 38, just, so, just kind of set this here out there to a little sobering thought. He said, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation... Of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father and with his holy angels. You don't need to be ashamed. And Paul's telling Timothy, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of it. Although you may, you may, could be, but don't be ashamed. But then I, I but then I, and I, and I, and I got 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes. We'll talk and look at the glory of the gospel. There's power in the gospel. There's suffering there. But in that suffering, all through that wrapped up, that is the power of God is the gospel. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget that. <clears throat> but the glory that lies in the gospel. If it, let's go back up here to verse 9. We'll pick up there. It says, uh, it said, well, he, he said, share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us. Who saved you? Who saved you? God, power of God, according to the power of God who has saved us. You don't save yourself. You ain't going to save your young ones. It's going to be God that saves you. Amen? We need, we need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. They need to see the salvation that is in, that in God and through the power of God who has saved us. A glorious, I just wrote down, about, talking about the, a glorious salvation. A glorious salvation. How many of y'all are just glad you're saved? <coughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. 
saved. I'm saved. I did not deserve it. I could not save myself, but I am saved. That glory goes to God. We should get excited about that every time we roll in here. Glory, glorious salvation that has been bestowed upon me through Jesus Christ. Mm -mm -mm. That has saved us, not only that, but has called us. Has called us with a holy calling. This, uh, this calling is like a, uh, it's a the, the glory, uh, an invitation. Just like he come, he called Peter and he went by and he called the twelve. He called them. He called you. He's, he's called, he saved you and called you to what? Follow him. And Paul's telling Timothy, if you're going to follow him, you got to get up, buddy. You got to get up and go. You, I mean, this, is, this gospel, it's all around. That's what he's about. You got to get in it. You got to go. That's what, that, nothing's changed. As far as I'm, nothing's changed. It's the gospel. He saved us. He called us. And, but he says, in, 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 but look at this, not according to our works. Now, that, 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 that's a good thing. We look at that and say, well, you know, you know, it just seems like I could add a little bit or something. Or, you know, like Brother Ken said, you know, that God should be, he should be kind of, he should be kind of pleased that, he, that, that, that I agreed to sign up with him. You know, I got a little bit of ring to the table. No, you don't have anything. Nothing. Not zero. You don't have any work. You don't have anything. Not in this, not in this salvation, this calling. That's God. That's the reason. That's the reason. The best thing you can do for your loved one is to find yourself on your knees, calling out to a God that's the only one that can go and save you. What better can you do? Nag at them. Tell them how sorry they are. Tell them. Tell them what they need to do. You need to be in church. No, you don't need to be in church. You need to be saved. And Jesus is who can save you. And I, you can be in church and sit here in church and look good and still be lost. I want him saved. How about y'all? I want my loved ones saved. I'm going to, I'm going to ask God to save them because he's the only one that can. I can't and they can't. God, I don't care what they know. Oh, that they was raised in church, they know. I, well, that's fine. God's the one that will save them and change their heart. Nobody else. Nobody else. <clears throat> he said, it's not about you. It's not according to our works, but according, it's according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. That's, that's big. That's deep. Okay? All I can tell you is that's what it says. It's God's purpose. It's, this is God in this. When you're talking about salvation and, and, and being called, and as Paul said, appointed or placed in, 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 in what he wants, it's for the purpose of God. God does that. And, but, but, but I still believe just what I said. Be on your knees praying to God that he do it. That his purposes will work in the lives of your loved ones. That it's God's purpose will be fulfilled there. And it was given. It's a gift. It's a gift that's given to us. And you may sit here and think, you know, uh, this calling is, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I don't look too good. I, 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 I don't live good or whatever. I, you know, whatever. That doesn't matter. Let me tell you. This man, the man that wrote this letter right here, he didn't look like a real good person on the road to Damascus going to kill people. Did he? Was it, was it according to his works? Was he a good man? No. No, he wasn't. But did that stop God from going in there and knocking him flat on his back and putting a light on him like he ain't never seen before and his life was never the same again and he anointed him and sent him on his way and he did the job that he did? Was it because of his works? 
not a bit. It was the purpose of God, and he chose Paul. But he, he'll choose you and say, well, I just don't think he will. I'm not. Yes, he will. He chose Paul. He can choose you. He can work in your life. And if you, and if you hear, I, I wrote this down. Is he, is he calling you tonight? You may be here and not sure about your salvation. It, God may be calling you tonight. His purpose may be working in you tonight. Is he calling you? Or maybe, he, maybe he's calling you as a Christian into something else, whatever. And I, but the, the, this, the call, and I, I just want to share, <clears throat> share this about the, this, this glory this, of the gospel and, 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 and how uh, being saved, and, uh, to me, how can, we, how can we not be just, just overwhelmed with the joy of knowing that I have been chosen, I have been saved, I'm a part of the family of God, and I, I, didn't, I didn't do it, I couldn't do it. God, God drew me. God touched my life. God moved on me. Thank God that he moved on me. He moved on me. And he called me to, to do something. And here's what Diedrich Bonhoeffer said. When you talk about suffering for Christ, he gave his life in a Nazi war camp just a few weeks before the Allied forces came and freed it. God, why in the world God didn't get caught? He was... He was he was the real deal. But he said, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. <laughs> come and die. It may be a death like that of the first disciples who had to leave home and work to follow him. Or it may be a death like Luther's who had to leave the monastery and go out into the world. Luther left the church. Started the Reformation. But it is the same death every time. Death in Jesus Christ and death of the old man at his call. Thank be all, every one of us in here or just stand up and say thank you Jesus that you called me that I'm saved that you called me <laughs> I, mean, I just, I, just I, I can't believe it's just amazing amazing that he saved me when he did wow it's amazing the uh, also in this glory, the glory I, 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 I think about in verse uh, 10 I put it when we talk about the gospel, it's the glorious accomplishment of Christ. What he did. What he did. Now listen, listen, listen to this. <clears throat> it says that he had called us, but says, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. And here's what he did. He abolished death. He brought life and immortality or uh, incorrupt to light. Through the gospel, through the gospel. That's it. He brought that, that, the gospel. The, the gospel does away with death. The gospel abolishes death. That's what you can tell somebody. They may not believe it. This is true. It abolished death. It brought to light that there's life and immortality. There's more, than, there's more to life than just what you see right here. And I like this. I run across this and I got the thing about it. I said, you know, that, that's worth reading. Uh, think Adam Clark uh, commentary, but. <clears throat> Listen to it closely. We're talking about it. it says life eternal. Life eternal or the doctrine of eternal life, even implying the resurrection of the body, was not unknown among the Jews. Do you understand what it said? They believed it in a, a, a resurrection. Or something. The Jews did. They had been given that, a promise. They, they, they knew that. Now, um, 
and, and, and what he said here, and I'll, and I'll read about the literal translation on that verse right there. It's, it's like this there. Talking about Jesus, he, he has illustrated life and incorruption by the gospel. He's illustrated. He has shown. He's shown through the, by the gospel, Jesus showed what he was talking about when he was talking about death being abolished and there being life and immortality. He displayed it. And he, he illustrated it. So, but now he said that Jews, Jews always, and, and, and let me tell you this. Listen to me close now. I think it's good. Because, listen to this, in the oldest book in the Bible is Job. Okay? Job said, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and I, that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth and listen to this. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Woohoo! They were something. He had something, wasn't it? But he hadn't seen it. All he had was a promise. Listen to this. Listen to it. But this doctrine was never illustrated or demonstrated before it existed in a promise, but had never been practically exhibited. Christ, Jesus Christ died and laid under the empire of death. He rose again from the dead. Listen. And, he, and this illustrated the doctrine of resurrection. He took the same human body up into heaven and in the sight of his disciples and even appears in the presence of God for us and thus has illustrated the doctrine of incorruption and in his death, resurrection, and ascension, the doctrine of eternal life and the resurrection of the human body and its final incorruptibility and fully illustrated by example and established it by fact. That's what, did you, you see? That is, that's what this, that's what he said about this right here. The Jews, had, but they didn't know about it. They didn't know how, how it all come about. They just knew they'd begin a promise that there was life. He said, right here, the gospel showed the whole world what he was talking about and how, how, how it would happen and how it began and how he accomplished it. The glorious accomplishment that Jesus Christ did in the God, and it's all, in, it's all wrapped up in the gospel. How, can everybody in here present the gospel of Christ in a powerful way? Do it. Can you do it? You, need that, you just need to be able to do straight up. To present the gospel, just what it is all about. That therein is power, is the power of God. <clears throat> so Paul, Paul Paul goes on to say, and and and, and I love that there. But trying to ease right up here. Go ahead and ease up. We got a, I got I got four I got four more minutes. But Paul says I, I was appointed or placed, and I love that idea. God placed me where He wanted me, and to do what He wanted me to do. Paul says, and I was I was a preacher or a herald or and I was an apostle, a messenger, and I was an instructor. And that's what, he, that's what it, he, he placed me to do. He saved me, and that's, and that's what I've been doing. It's cost me dearly in this life, in this life. There's more than this life. Okay? There's more than this life. Don't worry about what it costs you here. Don't need to. <clears throat> and, the, and, then, and then and I'll end with this. That the glorious assurance of the gospel. The glorious assurance of the gospel. Paul said in verse 12, For this reason I also suffer these things. Talk about the gospel. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Woohoo, why? Because I know. I know I am well acquainted. I personally and intimately acquainted with him. For I know <clears throat> whom I have believed. 
And I am persuaded. In other words, I'm convinced. I have assented. The evidence is there to rely by an inward, on an inward certainty. I know. I know who I'm to believe and am persuaded that he is able. What did we sing tonight? I opened up with what? He is able. I'm not able. He's able. I ain't able. You're not able. He's able. He's able to deliver it. I ain't worried. Hey, I'm not worried about whether I make it or not. I know I'm going to make it because he's the one doing it. He's able to get me there. If I'm dependent on me, I fall. I, I don't make it. Jesus is everything. If you know him, you're, you're in. Do you know him? Paul says, I know him. I know whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that he is able. He is able. And that word able is that he, he's powerful. He, he possesses the power and the capability to do it, to keep or to preserve or to guard what I have committed. Have you committed it to him? That's all I can ask. Have you committed your life to him? Are you convinced the gospel is true? And I'm placing, I'm putting it all in him, and then I'm not worrying about it. It's him. And then I'll, I'll follow him. I'll pray for the power of God to, to rest on me, that I'll stand up for the gospel, that I won't be ashamed, that I can commit that, and, I, and that he'll take care of and guard it and what I've committed, entrusted to him. Have you entrusted your, your soul, your life, Yourself, have you entrusted it to him? Against that day. Able to, and he's able to, to keep what I've committed unto him until that day. And that day, I will just read these quickly. Second, right here in 2 Timothy 1.16, when he was talking about Onesiphorus, he said he often refreshed me and he wasn't ashamed of my chain. It says, the Lord grant him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. He uses that word again in that day. And I will tell you also, he used it again in chapter 4, right here in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Paul said, finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord of the righteous just will give me on that day. I know what he's talking about. That day whenever we stand before God, I won't have to worry about anything. Yeah, I can stand before him. <clears throat> With no guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of God in me. From life's first cry till final breath, He controls my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from His hand. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I'm his and he's mine. This is the power. This is the power of Christ in me. It's in this power I stand. It's the gospel. The simple foolishness to this world. Gospel. There's great power in it. You want the power of God to rest on you? You want to take the power of God with you? Know the gospel. Know it well. Share it. Live it. Talk it. Never be ashamed. Y'all agree with me? Stand if you will. Let's sing that last verse. In Christ alone. Mm. No fear in dying. No fear in death. This is the power of Christ. 
Jesus. He commands my destiny. It's his purpose. Power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns. Till that day, I commit it to that day. Whenever he returns, he calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I stand. Give him praise. Amen. Give him praise. What a wonderful, powerful gospel. Amen. God is so good. God is so good. Wow. And I'm slow. I'm slow at what I do. I, I need to get through quicker than that. It's so good. God is so good. Just to get wrapped up in the goodness of God and the gospel. And that I ain't. I don't have to worry about guilt. I know I ain't no good. <laughs> but the power of the gospel. <laughs> Takes care of I ain't no good. That's good stuff, isn't it? Amen. Thank y'all for being here tonight. And I just pray that the Lord has just blessed your heart. That is so good. I don't know how long I'll stay in Second Timothy, but if it stays that good, I'd probably stay there a while. Because I like it. So uh, as we as we leave to tonight, Brother Gene Taylor, would you dismiss us, please?